Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. I hope you are doing well, earning a bunch of big money out there. Today, we're going to do something very different down in Jacksonville, Florida. I have my friends Luis and Fonzie, originally from Venezuela, and they host the Content is Profit podcast. And they wanted to interview me because I have a niche, obviously, lawn care landscaping world. And they wanted to kind of pick my brain about uh, my content journey and starting this podcast and things of that nature. So buckle up. This is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be interviewing me and who knows what's going to happen. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to them and go ahead and then do the interview. And then I'll come back on at the end. So without further ado, here's Luis. And Fonzie from Venezuela, who now live in Jacksonville, Florida, interviewing me on their podcast, Content is Profit. Enjoy. So uh, here we go. It's going to be me and Fonzie for like a minute, and then we'll like introduce you uh, and bring you onto the stage, and we're good to go. So, Mava, we're starting now. We're good to go. Hi. Wait, 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 wait. You good, Fonz? <laughs> um, oh, wait. Sorry. My computer's about to die. I just realized. <laughs> But anyways, Paul, so you've been obviously in the landscaping business for a long time, right? Yeah, since 2011. Damn, that's good, man. Was that your first business? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) That's exciting, man. That's so cool. Come on, Fonzie. You're the one doing the setup. I know. That's why I forgot my... And we do this for a living, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I thought the link that you sent on YouTube with that, that huge big screen, is that local to you guys? Is that close? Like a studio? Um, is that a studio? Yeah, it's in uh, Las Vegas at the Wynn Resort called um, the uh, Blue Wire Studios. So it, awesome. it is a uh, top-notch studio. It's where a lot of the, I mean, a lot of big, <laughs> big-time folks go through there. Um, yeah. I saw Dana White was in there. Like within the last month, Jay Leno, Dana White, a bunch of the the NFL rented it out when they have the Super Bowl there. That's where they're going to be doing their um Broadcasting from it's session. the nicest studio I've ever seen in my life. It's oh, man. wow, it's amazing. I, now we know we gotta who we gotta talk to. <laughs> yeah. So because yeah, we I don't know if I told you we own a local podcast studio here. We bought it a few months ago. So definitely learning yeah, from. Have people you ever like, been up here to the? Uh, we have one called the Creator Clubhouse. Um, here oh, in when, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos. Of that specifically, but I've never been in person. <clears throat> yeah, it's really cool. There's David Shans uh, owns yep. it. He has a, oh. I forget the name of his show, Social Proof, I think is his podcast. Yeah. And yeah. then there's four different studios that you could rent out there. And then his his studios in there. Um, and, and it's here in Atlanta. But the one in Las Vegas is. is Yeah, that looked, pr- that looked massive, especially with like the whole screen. We, yeah. It was awesome. Off. Yes. It's good stuff, cool. man. Well, thank you for, for letting us know. But all right, Fonzie, now, are you ready now? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready now. <laughs> all right, Paul. So, uh, Mava, again, notes like now, this is the start of the episode. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I don't see you ready, Fonzie. 
I know. So I just <laughs> put in the intro. Hey, we got some fresh hey I'm Luis. This is Fonzie. Welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. That's right, baby. We got the kiddos. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, welcome. Welcome back. Happy Monday as we're recording this. Towards the end of the year, we have a few weeks left. That is insane. And uh, Fonzie, we have a special guest today. I know. What can you tell me about him? He's, uh, he's a good friend, you know. <laughs> Met him a while back. <laughs> actually, he was introduced to us by Justin Moore, Ooh. who came. Actually, I think he was the last episode. Yeah. And he was quick to recommend today's guest. He said, you guys need to have him on the show He's one to have a super niche down podcast. He had a whole career building a business <laughs> prior to that, did a podcast about the industry, and now he is a full-time content creator. I love it. Once he told me the story, once I met him, you know, for our super random 11-minute call, I was my mom and I said, we need to have you on the podcast and I can be more excited yeah. about it. Guys, I also have a surprise. If you're listening, you should go watch the video because we also have a surprise fourth guest. It's Fonzie's mustache. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I totally forgot. And, you know, I'm already desensitized about it. But yeah, I did shave the beard after uh, a time, long time. After years. It's the first time ever well, I did this so, so weird. Anyways, <laughs> well, we're going to have to do an episode just you, the massage, uh, and me. But it's okay. Future uh, special guest. Yes. Stash. Awesome. Well, uh, Justin, again, thank you for the for the intro. And now we're ready to rock and roll, right, Fonz? You want to bring bring our guests on? That's right. Okay. Without further ado, guys, please welcome Bo Jameson. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Welcome to the show. What's up, y'all? <laughs> oh my gosh, Paul! I am. A, I got secondhand embarrassment here with my brother right. pressing all the buttons. I was like, "Got so excited! Let's go, DJ mode! Here we go!" <laughs> Paul, how you doing, my friend? Good. I, I love your guys' energy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, dude. It's been. It was amazing to you know meeting you the other day on our super random eleven minute call, and I was very impressed at your journey. And then, you know, checking your social media, seeing you as a full-time creator is very exciting, especially when you have such a niche down podcast, because a lot of people think they need these massive audiences, right? Which now at this point, yes, you have built a pretty significant audience, but I'm sure it wasn't always like that. So why don't we start, first of all, who's Paul and what was the business that you have before starting, you know, your journey as a full-time creator? Yeah, totally. So my name is Paul. I'm here in the ATL. And uh, in 2011, I was broke, busted, and disgusted uh, straight out of a college. And I, I was really struggling financially. And so my rent payment was $928 a month. And every month I was doing whatever I could to, to scrape mm. together the money to pay the $928. I was doing Craigslist. I I'd see a mattress on the side of the street and I'd put it on Craigslist for 50 bucks and I'd sell it. And then I would do, um, I was flinging vitamins out of my trunk. Uh, and eventually I found out, uh, that I could cut that grass and make that cash. So I started mowing lawns in the spring of 2011 
And just because out of desperation, I needed to make money. And so I started cutting that grass, making that cash and I actually enjoyed it. It was therapeutic to, you know, make someone's lawn look nice. And then long story short, I started doing that more and more often. And I wasn't able to make enough money to do it full time. So I was working at Caraba's Italian uh, restaurant in the evenings, but I'd go mow grass all day. Uh, and because I didn't know, I was never an entrepreneur before. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know the market. I didn't know my numbers. I wasn't charging enough and it wasn't efficient as, as I should have been. So the first couple of years were, I, I called myself Chuck in the truck. I just, <laughs> I was an amateur lawn mowing guy. And, uh, you know, I'd go work at the restaurant at night just to make ends meet. But then after a few years, I really got locked in and I, and I really started turning a profit and I really, you know, started working in some high end homes and, and making, you know, substantial amount of money, uh, doing lawn care and then adding landscape enhancements onto that. Uh, so then in 2018, I started wow. a podcast, uh, while I'm running my business full time, I just started a podcast whenever I could, uh, just kind of sharing my journey as a glorified Chuck in the truck. I just started sharing on my podcast. Hey, you know, here's what happened at sweet Sue's house today. And, and, you know, here's what happened, uh, on, you know, at, at uh, Randy's yard. And, and I learned this lesson from it. And all of a sudden people started, you know, enjoying my, my lawn care <laughs> stories. And the, the show started gaining traction and, and, and then, uh, it really started taking off uh, and, and became a lot of times is in the top 100 in the, the U.S. podcast for the business and, you know, over a million audio downloads a year talking wow. about my lawn care business. It was absolutely <laughs> wild. So uh, that, that's amazing. Well, I'm I'm very curious, actually, random fact, we had an awesome entrepreneur that now he's pretty big in the podcasting industry, I would say. And he also used to, you know, lawn, you know, go out and mow the lawn. Is that how you say? Yeah, mow the lawn. And um, so I'm thinking to myself out here, I might need to go out there and, you know, <laughs> cut, go out and cut some grass. Because when we used, when we started our entrepreneurial journey, I mentioned before the call, we actually, you know, decided we were, one of the ideas was to have a lawn mowing company. We did a flyer, you know, it's like $25 for your whole oh. yard. Uh, you know, clearly wasn't going to work oh. out very well for $25 per oh, yard. Oh man. Uh, I, yeah. And it was three of us. So talk about, you know, learning about your value and all that stuff. We didn't go with that because we early on realized we didn't enjoy cutting grass because our house Oh my gosh, that thing was we, a jungle. We used to live in a, in a seven bedroom, seven bedroom house, house. Right, right after college. And it was like, you know, me, my wife, uh, and then some of our roommates and, and Fonzie, three dogs. So we would take turns. Like it was like once a month, each one of us like will cut the grass. And we're like, yeah, this is not probably the thing that we really want to do. And then <laughs> we decided to do a screen printing business instead. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, off, off we went. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to ask here, you know, that random reference was... At what point exactly or what clicked for you that you decided to share these stories, that you decided to start a podcast? Because I, I see how, you know, during your work, right, going out there into other people's yards, I can see how podcasting would be a good option to spend your time, right? Because, you know, you, you're just walking around, you know, doing your job. And maybe you want to engage the mind in some other ways and you pop in a podcast and you start listening to it. Right. And that's actually what happened to the previous guest. But how do you go from listening to 
Maybe I should start my own podcast, especially in this industry. I'm extremely curious about that. Yeah, well, there's actually a story behind how I started my podcast that's a supernatural story. In August of 2018, I was running my lawn care business full time. I was I was in the weeds, just super behind with, you know, serving my customers. And I was busy. And my buddy Brian Ring up in Minneapolis, uh, he called me and he said, hey, we have an extra commercial lawnmower. These things are expensive. These lawnmowers are over 10,000 bucks for a good one. That can be a lot, a lot of money. Um, yeah. And he's like, I have a uh, trailer that we're not using anymore. And I have this really nice lawnmower. So uh, if you get a one-way flight up to Minneapolis and uh, rent, a, rent a truck or a U-Haul or whatever, you can, you can take it back to Atlanta and I'll give it to you for free. A, a very expensive wow. commercial lawnmower. Uh, and uh, he just... It was awesome. Uh, and, and a trailer. So I was like, I'm so busy, but I, I can't refuse a, a really nice piece of equipment like that. That's going to help me in my business and a, and a nice trailer. Uh, so that was outfitted for a landscaping business. So I flew up to Minneapolis. This was August, uh, 2018. And, uh, they have really bad mosquitoes in, in, uh, in Minnesota <laughs> in, in August. I was like, itching like crazy with these mosquitoes. And then, and I, I load up the U-Haul with the, the mower the trailer, I wake up really early the next morning. It's a long drive from, from um, Minnesota back to Georgia. So I'm driving through Minneapolis in the morning. I'm, I'm, the sun's rising. I'm driving through Wisconsin. And then, then I go through Illinois, past Chicago. I'm about two hours into Illinois in the middle of the cornfields. And I'm driving this U-Haul with the trailer behind me. And uh, I was so busy running my landscaping business for, you know, since 2011. I never really got to like leave Atlanta and like think for a day or just like, I was just yeah, in the grind kind of-, of running my business. And it, it was like therapeutic just to get away for a day and just drive this U-Haul was, was therapeutic. I'm driving down the highway and I literally have a vision. So now it's like, I'm wide awake driving, but I'm watching it in uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I'm watching uh, people they're driving in their trucks and I can see behind them and I'm watching them and they're listening to me talk about business through their CD player on their truck. And I'm watching this. And then the scene shifted and I could see men in like a shop warehouse type place where you would have landscaping equipment, where you would, uh, uh, yeah. repair your equipment and stuff, a shop, we call it in, in the lawn care business. I'd see men in their shop and on their like CD player boombox thing, my voice is coming out talking about business nuggets, talking about growing a business. And this happened multiple people and they were in different cities and they were different looking men in different trucks, different shops. And they were listening to me. And then the vision ended and I heard a voice say to me, truly driving down the highway. So now the vision ended, but a voice spoke to me and said, if you build it, they will listen. And I, I heard that as clear as day. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, I'm in Illinois, there's cornfields all around me. And I knew the baseball movie, if you build the baseball field, the people will come play baseball. And I was, that, that, yeah, Field of Dreams is in Iowa. I was in Illinois, but it looked like Iowa because the (laughs) cornfields. The cornfields. And so I was like, if you listen, and I just saw it. I just saw all these men listening to me talk about business. So I get back to um, Atlanta the next couple of days. I talked to my buddy who is a YouTuber and I told him about this vision. I said, hey, I had a vision and I be, I believe I should, uh, sh- I should share my, po- I should share a podcast. I was like, what do you think? And podcasting wasn't big in 2018. I mean, Joe Rogan was cranking them out, but it was yeah. not the craze it is now. It was, it just wasn't. And so he's like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, well, what, what should I call it? 
And in, in our lawn care landscaping world, we're called the green industry because of the grass yeah. or whatever that's called the green industry. So I was like, he's like green industry podcast. We're at Waffle House. I was telling him about this. He's, he's like, just call it the green industry podcast. Don't overthink it. And so I made a commitment to him and, and to myself. I was like, okay, I'll make a hundred episodes uh, and see what happens. And so I started cranking them out and uh, I just started it. And the first few, please don't go back and listen to them. They're hor- horrible. <laughs> uh, the first like 20 or 30 episodes were horrible. And uh, so I started cranking them out and I had a friend who was audio production and radio. And I asked him a question. I said, Hey, I said, my podcast doesn't sound good. Can you like help me? And he's like, yeah, I, I can master it for you and make it sound all good. So, so then he uh, started editing my podcast and, and then it sounded world-class. He added the intro outro music and the Damn. bumper music and made it sound full. And, and it, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there in the corner of my bedroom recording it, but it sounds like I'm at some grand studio or whatever. And so I, I made a goal to hit a hundred episodes and I did it. And I was probably around like episode 90 and my first sponsor reached out to me and wanted to pay me money to run an ad on my show. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was 2018 into wow. 2019. And then in 2020, I was like, well, what would happen if I, if I make an episode every single day? And, and I started doing that in 2020 and the show took off and, and, uh, you know, it was ranked 50, 60, 70th in the, the, the business Amazing. world the charts. Yeah. The charts and, and, uh, you know, over a million downloads per year, just talking about running a lawn care business, like yeah. laser focused niche show. That's so amazing. But yeah. like, uh, you know, huge congrats on consistent on your consistency and your yes. commitment, right? Like uh, we see it every single day and, uh, there's a lot of people that want results real fast without thinking about like really what the commitment is going to look like. And, uh, you know, we're not near like what your numbers are doing, but you know, we've also done like pretty well on our side and gave us a, a ton of opportunities, but it was because of that commitment to consistency. We're like, Hey, we're going to be doing three times a week for as long as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was like our, our mentality, right. Still going, still bringing amazing conversations. And, uh, on, on your side, like, uh, like, just like the, that vision, like as an entrepreneur too, right? Like I'm also a, a dreamer, like in, in my side, personally, like I identify a lot with your story because I could be driving and I just imagine these scenarios. Right. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God. And you know, every time we take road trips, it's like, we have these like banter sessions about things that we will be doing. Yeah, and things. But, but Paul here takes visionary to a whole nother level. <laughs> man, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. and, but Paul, like I, um, the other day we had a lady come into the studio, right? And she has a cleaning service, right? She goes to these offices. Uh, We're about to send her this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I remember she calling and uh, obviously we have a, a few questions that we asked before we actually go on a studio tour and you, we just want to learn more about them. And I remember thinking, man, like, this is a pretty interesting concept, but I don't see it. Right. Like I, like it, we've been around so much content and personally I didn't see it. So then she came into the tour. We started talking and she was so passionate about the things that were happening in her business, the stories that like the, these characters that she encounters in these offices and like her employees. And she was telling me all these stories. And all of a sudden I was so invested. And then I, I'm like, she left, I'm calling my wife, like, babe, there's like this podcast concept that we're working on with this lady. It's so exciting about like cleaning, you know, services story that I can't remember now how she's going to be calling this show. But for those, right, that we have conversations and maybe listening to the show, maybe something like that. So niche 
top level might not look so attractive to go and pursue, right? So what, like on your side, like what, what kept you going? Like, do you ever think like that content was going to resonate or were you doing it for yourself? Like what, like what was your thought process around that? What kept you going? Cause a hundred episodes is not easy, right? Like I'm sure like there were nights that you would come home tired and you're like, man, I have to record, right? Or I have to document this. Like what kept you going? Yeah. So a couple things. And when I started in, in August of 2018 at, at Waffle House talking to my buddy <laughs> Naylor, I didn't really have a rhyme or reason or plan. I just was like, well, I'll just start. And I didn't even have a publishing schedule. I'd, 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 yeah. I'd upload an episode and then the next week I'd be ambitious and I'd upload a few episodes and then a month would awesome. go by and I didn't upload any. And, and, awesome. and so I was very inconsistent and I, <laughs> and I didn't have a plan, but I enjoyed sharing the show. So when the sponsor came on board and I had no idea, uh, ironically, Justin Moore is now my sponsorship coach. And I think I've done like 15. He told me I have the record. I've done the most one-on-one -on -one calls with him. I, I think I've done him 15 <laughs> sessions. Uh, he is incredible. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Justin Moore, the, the sponsorship coach, absolute uh, amazing human being. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I didn't, I didn't meet Justin yet. And so I, I made my first sponsorship deal. And they had purchased 75 podcast commercials. And so that was, first of all, it was way too much. And, and my price was way too little. So what happened to the uh, God honest truth is I just am a, you know want to be a man of integrity. So I'm like, well, I have to make 75 more now because <laughs> I, I, you know, they're going to pay me. And yeah. so I, just to serve my customer, the, the, the uh, jobbers, the sponsor. CRM, yeah, the sponsor, I had to. Um, I had to create the episodes. Uh, yeah. so then I'm now I'm 175 in and what happened at this point, another uh, person in the lawn care industry, Brian Fullerton, uh, he reached out to me in a consulting way. He's like, Hey, I'll pay you. If you, if you come up to Michigan and set me up a podcast studio and teach me how to do this. And he's a YouTuber. So, okay. so he, he had like a couple hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. So he was teaching me about YouTube. He's like, you have to have a publishing schedule. And, and so he's like, what I'm going to do with my podcast is this is 2019. I'm meeting with him on November, 2019. He's like, my publishing content or schedule is going to be Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then, and then, and then he's like, without fail, I'm going to do a podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I didn't even have a publishing schedule. So he motivated me. I was like, oh, that's how the YouTubers do it. They have a schedule because <laughs> I was just willy nillying it. And yeah. so what happened was he motivated me. So I started doing uh, Monday. I think I did. I forget what days, but I did two or three a week. And then yeah. I realized, you know what? I, I could do every day. Like, what do I got to lose? I'm, I'm single. I don't have a wife. Uh, I don't have children. I don't, I have time. I already have the equipment. So I was like, as an entrepreneur, I was like, I wanted a creator like challenge. So I was like, I'm going to try to do daily and just see what happens. And that mm. was, uh, at the beginning of 2020. Uh, and so at the beginning of 2020, I was like, I'm going to see what happens. So every morning, 5 AM, I started uploading a schedule and my download numbers went through the roof. Like I Amazing. went, I, I don't know if I 10 X or what, like I, I, I literally started getting 150 to 160,000 downloads per month talking about lawn care. Wow. And I was only getting, I don't know, like 10 or 15,000 when I started in, in, in uh, going into 2020. And then were I you doing, the, were you doing some kind of external marketing or was it just like a uh, no. change of, of the frequency of like your publishing? The algorithm picked me up. So then 
when I, and I tested this on other people's phones, uh, when they listen to a podcast about business and it says, you may also like, it was the, the algorithm was organically promoting me in Apple. Uh -huh. So it'd say, you may also like, and then every podcast that came in after me that was about lawn care, landscaping, the trades, home service-based businesses, you know, painting, contracting, all of that, somehow it picked me up. So, so someone mm -hmm. would be listening to a podcast and then it would say, you may also like, and it was me. And so if I wouldn't have changed my publishing schedule to uh, daily, I don't think it would, I don't think I would have um, got the wings to, to soar and take yeah. off like I did. So once I started that in 2020, my audience uh, began to kind of count on me that as the morning show, like, Hey, every morning, Paul, I know if I tune you on, I'm going to get some kind of motivation or business nugget about life. And, and so then I just like, now I'm like, I feel an awesome. obligation to my audience to be there Good for them every morning. That is, that's amazing. Um, first of all, I got to share this comment from, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago, I've been like stuffing it in, but you mentioned, you know, my story is like, it, it, it's very normal. And then you share how you were driving on the cornfields and you had this vision. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, that is absolutely amazing. First of all, uh, I don't know if normal, but what I'm thinking is we might need to go for a drive on some cornfields <laughs> to see if we get some, some, some sort of vision like this. Oh man, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Well, what's um, crazy is the visions come to pass. Like I, and that doesn't happen on every day. I don't have a vision from God. The vision happened in August of 2018 and now it's happened. Guys in their shops manifested in it, their, yeah. in their vehicles are listening to me now. So it's like, that's so cool. It, that's a, it's, yeah. it's a finished story. It happened. What I saw exactly. happened. It's, it's amazing. I love the, you know, we believe in manifesting your reality and you know, like that story literally gives me chills. I'm like, wow, that is so <laughs> cool. And props to you for chasing that, right? Because a lot of people might see that and then just discard it as a crazy dream. But you're like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk out here. I'm going to lean into that. Now, my brother did ask you a question that I had, which was uh, on the promotion of the show. And I'm sure there's a before and an after, right? A before your show took off, before you became a full-time creator. And then obviously now after, I've seen that you have multiple clips. You do you know, different type of things to promote your content, not just the podcast. You know, you have books, you're a best-selling author, right? Like, I mean, you have gone all out on this. But at first, I'm curious also on, let's stay on the before being a full-time creator. When you were creating your podcast, you know, one of the challenges most people have is the quality of their content, right? They get stuck on trying to make it perfect. And then eventually the content doesn't really make it out. You had this 100 episode commitment. Then mm -hmm. you had the sponsor, which in a way added a little bit of extra pressure and extra commitment. And like you say, you're a man of integrity. So you had to, you know, finish those 100 episodes no matter what, because they were paying for it. But a lot of people can get stuck and maybe their timeline can extend because of that perfectionism, trying to make something that is really, really, you know, maybe beyond what their bandwidth and capacity allows. Mm -hmm. So what was your focus at first when you started doing that? You're like, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to write something. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not even going to write, you know, do you diminish friction on that creative process in some sort? I'm curious to know a little bit of that process on the before. And now how that process looks now, how do you structure your episodes? Are you having hooks on purpose, right? To try to retain people to listen. Yes. Yeah, so to totally. So 2018, 2019, 
uh, in the beginning of 2020, I basically had a microphone set up in, in the corner of my bedroom. And one tip that I would share or to help me is it was very easy for me to record an episode. So if I got home from mowing all day and I have crazy stories from uh, <laughs> rattlesnakes chasing us to uh, yeah, I knocked a customer's mailbox over to I got a really, really funny story about something we did. And I'd have these crazy stories. And so I'd be out working during the day and I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to share this. And because <laughs> I don't have a wife to come home to to be like, hey, baby, here's what happened at work today. I'd come home, I'd have grass all over me, I'd be sweaty, and I like I would literally be excited to turn the microphone on and be like, you guys will not believe what happened today at Randy's house. And and, and I tell the crazy story of what happened. And 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 my audience could relate so much because they all all this stuff that's happening to me, they're listening, they're like, oh dude, that's like like we as lawn care and landscaping in our community, we just have crazy stories of being at people's houses and the crazy stuff that we see. So I, I would just naturally just just share that uh, 2018, 2019, 2020. And then uh, in regards to uh, TikTok, that came out in 2019. And so I, I dabbled with TikTok. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you got to get on TikTok. And, and so I did in um, 2019, Charlie D'Amelio was on there and Addison Ray and me. There was like three. I was like, there's barely any people. And so I had 64,000 followers on TikTok like that. Like I just, wow. I just started making a few videos and I regret that I didn't take it serious. So I, I actually then in 2019, I got a whole bunch of followers and, and then I like deleted the app because it was wasting my time for like two years. And then when I reopened it back up in 2022, uh, time had kind of gone by and it was harder to grow on there. And, and so I regret not doing that. But then I was like, well, Instagram reels had just kind of came out. Yeah. And I had mm -hmm. 6,000 Instagram followers just that I accumulated over 10 years. Uh, so I had 6,000 yeah. followers of 10 years worth of publishing mowing content on Instagram. And so I made a goal. I was like, well, I'm going to be real intentional on Instagram because I, I missed it on TikTok. I didn't take it serious. When Gary Vaynerchuk was saying publish on TikTok, I heard him. I did it for a few weeks, gained 60,000 followers, and then I just shut it down. So I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I wrote this in my journal in, uh, uh, it was April or May of 2022. And I said, like, I want, my goal is to quadruple, uh, my, my, my Instagram and get 24,000 followers. So I started being real intentional making Instagram. Uh, I would just film us mowing. Like we were, you know, we were mowing or we were weed eating or we were doing something landscaping and I'd yeah. film it. And then I'd just put a trending sound on top of it. I grew from 6,000 Instagram followers to 120, uh, 120, 22 or something like that. It was over a hundred thousand that summer, like, uh, before the summer was ended, uh, in August of that summer, my, my Instagram had gone over a hundred thousand. And so because of that, I started getting, uh, I, I had a brand reach out to me and they said, Hey, um, we want to do a sponsorship. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I was like, what do you usually pay a creator for something like this? I didn't know because uh, yeah. podcasting, I had my rate, but it wasn't much. You know, I was, wasn't much. And I'm sitting there and the lady's on the call. She's like uh, 20 to 80,000. And she's like, do you think that'll work? And I'm sitting there thinking <laughs> I had to put my poker face on. I'm thinking 80,000 in the back of my mind. I was thinking, did she mean like for the campaign that they pay all the creators? Or did she mean for me? 80,000. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, 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 you know, got my poker face on. I was like 80,000. I was like, 
I was asked reasonable. I was like, you know, we could, I'm sitting here trying to like not laugh, but I'm like, you know, a yeah. complete poker face. I was like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we can work something now. That's reasonable. And I, I get off the, the call and I call my producer. I was like, dude, this brand just told me they wanted to pay me all this money. It's like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, there's no way I heard that right. I was like, I think I misunderstood. So <laughs> later that week I had found Justin Moore. Like I just randomly had seen him on the Think Media podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to reach out to this and guy I, and I ask need to call him. him. <laughs> yeah. So I called him. It was a thousand bucks to get on the call. But I'm like, well, if I have 80 grand on the table and I pay him a thousand, what, yeah. what's the big deal? So I, I, I call him and I tell him the story. I was like, I was like, Justin, this brand, I asked them what their budget was. They told me 20 to 80,000. And I was like, did they mean for me or like for everyone? And he was laughing so hard. He's like, that was for you, dude. And, and uh, so anyway, he walked me through. I ended up getting the deal. It was awesome. And I was like, this is the craziest thing ever how much money this brand wanted to pay me. So just like the original sponsor, I, I took my podcast serious when I committed the 75 episodes for them. When I got this first big brand deal for tens of thousands of dollars for very minimal amount of work. Uh, and I saw that money going to my bank account. I'm like, Holy crap. What if I like rinse and repeated? And yeah. so then I really became a student of short form vertical content. I started getting into, um, I, I, I joined a guy named Hey Dominic from um, Dubai. I joined his Instagram uh, uh, mastermind. I joined a YouTube mastermind with a bunch of these YouTubers, uh, Taylor Michael in Louisiana is the teacher. And I, I joined their, their mastermind for YouTube. And I started learning all the, how do you make, how do you master short form vertical content? So that created an evolution of my podcast where now it's like uh, we make a long form piece of content and then we cut it up into short form pieces of content uh, from that and put it on LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts and Facebook. So now I have a whole machine where every single day I'm putting out audio content, uh, LinkedIn content, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram without fail, you know, pretty much at the same time every single day. And, and I'm obsessed with it. Like we don't, you know, I don't miss a day. Um, of, of creating content. So now it's real intentional and it's real strategic. And it's, it's absolutely the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Like I wake up every morning and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Like I, I absolutely so love cool. it. That's amazing. Dude, congrats. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. What, when was the moment where it was like a full on transition to full-time creator, right? Because obviously, you know, we, we work with a lot of businesses and companies that the content is part of their strategy, but at their, like under the point of view, they're not just going to shift the entire business model to be a full-time content creator. Maybe that becomes like a, an opportunity vehicle for them. Right. And then they come, it becomes these only vertical and also for independent people, like they might, you know, uh, they might love the, the business that they do, like the, the work that they do. And then this is like a second thing, but they might not even think that was an option to go full time on this. Uh, maybe if they get a $80,000 call, you know, they'll be like mm, rethinking their choices. Uh, but for you, like, what was that moment? Like, and, and was it a hard decision to, to make? Like, how, how do you balance it? Do you still do long care? Right? Like, um, can you walk us through that a little bit? Yes. And, and, and in hindsight, I would have done things differently than, than how I did them, but yeah. this was all happening so fast. And so my, if you would have asked me in 2019 or 2020, I would have been like, oh, I'm always going to do a full-time landscaping business and, and, and have a little weekend hobby podcast. That, that was my, yeah. that was my plan. And my landscaping business at the time, when I started the uh, transition, 
I was doing the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That's our NFL football team. I know you guys are yeah. soccer guys. Uh, but but I yeah, did. We'll still, uh, we'll still get sports. <laughs> American. Go, go Jags. We play tonight, by the way. American football. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was doing the the players, uh, the captain of the team, the head coach. I was in a very nice neighborhood serving nice. very high-end clients, you know, earning a good amount of money. Like my my business was good. And so I started getting counsel yeah. from people and they, they kept saying this term, get the boat close to the dock, get the boat close to the dock. Meaning hmm. if your income making content is, is what you're used to, you know, paying yourself from your landscaping business, you know, once you kind of hit that number, then- you know, you're, you're good to go. And so I, I kind of set a goal, which was a six figure goal. Like I, I, I want to earn this amount of money. And yeah. if, if I can make that much money in content, then I'll transition the, the landscaping work. And, and I made some mistakes in doing that. Cause I, I, uh, I can get into to how I did it wrong, but, but essentially I started making that transition in 2022 and then last year in 2023, I just did a hundred percent content. So I nice. still have a landscaping business and I'll do a job here or there, but it's in the, it's, yeah. it's the side hustle now. And the wow. content is the full time. My, my 40 plus hours a week is on making the content. And then if I want to do a job just cause I love, I, I genuinely, it's yeah. therapeutic for me to go do landscaping work. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy it actually. I'll, I'll go do that as more of a, you know, a, a side yeah. hustle. I don't need the money type thing. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I, mean, I bet it feels good to get outside and then do something that you did for so many years. Right. But now also probably with a different need, because now you're like, well, I don't really need this to fully provide, you know, for myself and, you know, take care of my needs. But now at this point, you're already like, cool, I can do this at my own pace, any amount of clients that I want is probably relaxing. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, w one of the things my mentor told me is like, ride the wave, like with the content, I don't know how much longer the brands are going to be banging down my door, paying me, you know, tons yeah. of money. And so while it's this good, I'm going to, I'm going to ride that wave. Make, I'm going to make yeah. it while I can. And if it starts to slow down, I'll just go right back to what I know. Uh, yeah. I, I know how to market to get customers in landscaping. I know, I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I have no problem going back to the, the lawn care landscaping as a day to day, but yeah. I would regret being out there all day wondering, well, what would have happened if I took content serious? Cause I already have the sting of missing it on TikTok. again in, in, in mm. 2019, in, in the spring, Charlie D'Amelio hadn't popped off on TikTok yet. And Addison Ray was, and the, the, them girls hadn't, they, they popped off that summer. I was yeah. on TikTok before they blew up, blowing up, and wow. I didn't take it serious. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Like, my brother was like, dude, you're never going to get a girlfriend being on TikTok. You need to delete your account. <laughs> and, like, I was being made fun of because I had a TikTok account. And not only did I have yeah. a TikTok account, I was getting millions of views and getting wow. uh, thousands of followers a day. And then I literally was like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to get off that. And, and so I have the regret of, like, what would have happened if I would have yep. kept being a TikTok content creator I, it would have changed my life probably, but, but I, now all I have is the wondering, well, what would have happened? So yeah. I don't want to have that again. And I'm, I'm aware yeah. that these waves of demand on Instagram or Facebook reels or YouTube shorts, like it's, you got to be timing it right. You have to be on these platforms at the right time, uh, the right place at the right time. And grass will always grow in Jacksonville and Atlanta and Georgia, Florida area. Like 
10 yeah. years from now, you know, <laughs> the grass will still need to be cut. So I always, I always have that to go back on. So I'm just like, for now I'm, I'm making content and, and, and yeah. absolutely I, loving it. I, I have, um, hold yeah, on. I'm very curious because like, like what, since, uh, you fill out our amazing form <laughs> and you send us all the links. Thank you, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I turned into Instagram and I just like put it on autopilot and started like looking through your formats. I love, like, that's one of the things that, that I really like to do is kind of what formats are we doing? Where are the questions that we're using? What waves on like topics or what waves on locations, right? Like, because obviously there's different formats. You talked about your long form into short form, right? So you have your interviews whether that's your podcast or somebody else's, right? And then you, you have those clippings. So we call that safety net for a lot of people, right? That mm -hmm. it allows you to create a lot of consistency for a long time. But also you have these amazing clips that you go to events and you interview other people and you ask these random questions like, what was the craziest thing that happened? I remember this guy was like, oh yeah, this guy like was trying to rob me in my truck. And then he told me that, uh, you know, he was looking for a job and we we're like, what? And then they try to rob like our, our, like the whole, uh, where they, the, the storage unit or whatever. And it was like, this is crazy. And this is super entertaining. And I got like really sucked in, into, into those stories. Right. So can you walk us in our side internally for our team? We call that content ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. So you have your long form into clips and then you have those individual clips. Can you walk me a little bit through what you guys do now on your content ecosystem, right? You got, mm -hmm. you guys do the short form at events, mm -hmm. right? Kind of interview style. You do your long form. Uh, what events do you leverage? Do you leverage situations in your day to day to create content? Like what can you, can you go through that map? Yeah, absolutely. So the man on the street content that you're referring to, we have a couple big industry events that happen. Uh, we have 30,000 landscapers that go to Louisville, Kentucky every October for our biggest uh, event for our industry called the Equip Expo. And you guys like soccer, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so the way I view it is you have your soccer stars, the, and, and forgive me, I'm not too much into soccer. You have a guy named it, Ronaldo. It's okay. You, you can, uh, you can say Luis. Come <laughs> Luis <that>. It's fine. <laughs> Luis and, and uh, <laughs> Messi. Is that a soccer player? Yeah, yes, yep, yep. that is correct. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a little above him, but it's okay. You know, for those that don't know. <laughs> so Louise and, 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 and Messi and Ronaldo, but, but you also have media that their full time is like, they go and they interview Messi and they interview uh, Ronaldo and, and, and Louise and, and whoever the, the soccer stars are, they're, they're, they're the media. And so the way I view myself is we have these like uh, lawn care celebrities that, that, that have a bunch of YouTube subscribers and everything. And so I view myself as the media, like I'm serving my industry by people want to, they want behind the scenes of, of Ronaldo or Messi or whoever, <laughs> excuse my, yeah. I don't know much about soccer. It's okay. No, you're, you're, good. you're crushing but, it. Yeah. But, but they like, people would love for someone to go up to Messi and be like, Hey, Messi, uh, you know, and do an interview. And they're like, they feel like they get the behind the scenes. So I go yeah. to the events where all the big names in our industry are at. And I go as a media person and then mm -hmm. I ask them questions that I know will perform well on social media. So stories yeah. perform well, uh, money stuff performs well. So I have a set of questions I ask them and I'll say, Hey, tell me the craziest story that you, you ever had. And I have a man on the street. So I, I pay a local uh, videographer. Uh, he, he, he'll meet me there and he'll set me up with the mic man on the street, Mike. And then I'll, I'll have hours of raw footage. And some people, the, the story you were referring to from B&B Lawn Care, he had an epic story of, of just the last week someone tried to rob him. So I was like, I knew that would perform well because that's an entertaining story. 
And then some people yeah. will tell a story that's drier than last year's bird's nest. And then that doesn't make the <laughs> cut, you know, but, but, but I just go with the man on the street at this event. I, I pay a videographer yeah. to follow me around for eight hours. And I ask them questions about stories. I, people love money questions. So I'll be like, what's the biggest landscaping job you've ever done? And people will tell, you know, the story and I'll, I'll ask them what their biggest mistake was. And so I ask these questions yeah. that are clickbaity that I know, uh, will possibly, go viral, you know, and it's all organic. So I don't, I don't tell them. I just, I I try to make it as natural and organic as possible. Yeah. And those, those don't perform that well compared to like actual satisfying lawn mowing. Cause like that stuff gets so many views. uh, It's just satisfying to watch. So I call them content buckets. So I'll have a content bucket that I know will get a lot of views, which is lawn mowing or pressure washing. That's just people like watching something go from ugly to clean or dirty to clean. And, and so mm. I, I post that content, uh, you know, like one out of every three or four posts. And then I post the, the entertaining stories that I go from in-person events. Uh, that that's a content bucket. And then I just, I just, I just create content. That's fun for me. They're like my wild cards of I'm going to go golfing this afternoon. I'm going to go film it and just make some footage of us out golfing. Or uh, this morning I was at the gym and I just filmed my workout and I threw up that. It's just kind of a wild card. So a little bit about me, uh, a lot about our community, uh, and then and then a lot about the the actual equipment performing the the satisfying work. And then I also uh, will record podcasts at these events because you guys have a world class setup, so we can have good audio between Jacksonville and Atlanta. But most people don't have a nice yeah. studio like you, especially that are in lawn care landscaping. So if I try to interview them <laughs> over the phone. They're like driving with their truck window down and the audio sucks. So (laughs) I try to go to these events where I know other industry leaders are at. I'll set up shop with my roadcaster and and equipment. And then I'll um, I'll batch record at these events, seven, eight, nine, 10 in-person episodes. And the audio is great. And usually everyone at these events are in a, a, a... energetic, like happy mode. Cause they're, you know, they're away from their hometown. They're at yeah. an event. They're in a good mood. It, it, it's easy listening for my audience because, uh, you know, it's just a fun conversation. So it, absolutely. Yeah. I go to these events and I, I just batch they, that's so much hard work. I, you know, I wake up real early and I create content all night, like till, till, you know, wee hours of night. And, and, and I do that at the event in Louisville. I was at an event in Michigan. I'm hosting an event in Alabama and I'll just, nice. at these events, I'm just, I'm just creating yeah. content, creating content, creating content. I that, love it. That's amazing. Are you, do you have an editor like that, that works with you apart from the videographer or, or is it just yeah. you? Yeah. You guys. So, so the videographer, I, I found him off thumbtack uh, a couple of years ago when I was going to Louisville, I was like, Hey, I'm going to be in Louisville. I need a videographer to follow me around for a few days. Uh, again, you hear me reference Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. Cause I, I just take the advice that he shares and I do it. And he, he said to do that. So I, uh, can you guys hear me? It froze. Oh, can you all hear me? Oh, yes. Oh, we uh, got back. you back. We're oh, back. Okay. You, you froze. We, we were away for a short commercial break. We're back. <laughs> oh, I got you. I did. I'm pardon me. I didn't no, know no, you no, went no. to commercial. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the internet might have glitched there a second, but we're back. We're good to go. Okay. So, uh, I, I hired him. Uh, I was like, Hey, I'm coming to your city. Can you follow me around with the camera for, for a few days and just give me all the raw footage afterwards? So he's like, sure. So we did that. And he was so good. He's like, Hey, if you ever need me to go to another city, just let me know. So I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to be in Detroit, Michigan on these dates. I'm going to be in Alabama on these dates. And so my videographer will actually fly or drive from Louisville, 
meet me in the city. We have great chemistry, like everything, like we just know how to film it and and the audio to sound good. So then from there, I just uploaded to Google drive and then all my video editors, one of them's in India and all the other uh, ones, male and female are in Philippines. So I'll put it in Google drive. And then I have a short form vertical editor. I have a long form editor. Uh, I have three different video editors and and I like to have three just in case one's yeah. I just have three and they all do a good job and, cool. and I just keep them going. So yeah, they're, they're remote on the other side of the world. And then the videographer just meets me in the city to, to, to film it. So yeah, awesome. that's amazing. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual lawn care life conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197 and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night. Most of the day Saturday, we're going to feed you dinner, breakfast and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the lawn care nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. Vest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. that question i'm very excited to that you got open yeah. the door and you can tell you're very passionate about it i want to make a comment about your content buckets right and this is something i don't remember who i heard it from but it was they were using the 80 20 rule in a way but pretty much using you know what they know what that performs mm-hmm. just keep creating more of that because you know that it's performing but at the same time you always should be testing a percentage of your content to see what's new what's gonna pop up or even if it's content that you enjoy doing even more right it's like all right well let me try these new things because i enjoy doing this better than the other type of content and then that might explode and then you can allocate some of the resources to creating more of that so i think that's pretty good what you're doing with the content buckets now my heart is breaking because I have so many questions for you. Time is running out. So I, 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 might have to, I might have to pick in here. But something I noticed when I visited your website is that it feels like you now also realize the potential of having an audience, right? And not just from the sponsorship, sponsorship side of things. You were mentioning, hey, you know, I got to ride the content wave while it lasts because, you know, again, grass keeps growing, but we never know when this is going to last. But me looking at your website now, I notice that you have courses, right? You have books, you have all this array of products that clearly are being sold to your audience, right? Because you're helping them, you've done the work, you've grown your landscaping business. 
And I'm curious a little bit about that as well, right? Has Is that recent? You just started that? How did you realize that there was an opportunity in there? And how has that process been to create, you know, courses, maybe a curriculum, growing a, a community of, you know, landscapers? Yeah. So <clears throat> a few years ago on my podcast, I started talking about we have to raise our prices. We have to raise our prices. And you you joked at the top of the program that you guys were going to charge $25 to cut someone's grass. <laughs> and so we we always we always uh laugh at how the, you know, the low low ballers of what we call them are out there. Yeah. I was like, "You guys got to raise your prices." And 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 so people yeah. would start messaging me like, "Well, how do I raise my price?" And I was like, "Well, I just emailed my customers and told them like, "Hey, I'm raising my prices. I, I got to absorb my costs are going up. I got to absorb those costs and and, and I'll just you know, I'll just email my customer and they're like, well, well, what do I say? And I was like, well, just say this. And they're like, well, can you, can you send it to me? And, and so I was like, sure. And so I sent it to them. And then this happened so much. Like people didn't know how to communicate to their customers that they're raising their price. So finally I was like, my one buddy is like, just make like a little template of what you like copy and paste the email you send out, make a template and just throw it up on the website and, and people will buy it. And so I was like, okay. And I just literally, I took the Microsoft document that I would send out to my customers and I, I made it available that someone could buy it. And these things started selling like hotcakes. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm like, what in the world? Um, and so then I, I was listening to my audience and they would always ask me about number stuff. Like how much should I charge? Like uh, just money questions about the, the business side of things. So then I just put together uh like a, basically a frequently asked questions of how to know your numbers, how to know your break even point, what to charge to be profitable, all this stuff that I was getting asked all the time on one-on-one -on -one coaching calls and, and things of that nature. And I packaged that into a course and that sounds like hotcakes. So what I'm actually doing, wow. I'm working uh, currently uh, over the next couple months and we're, we're revamping the website We're we're making it world-class and, and really fine tuning our offerings and things of that nature. So yeah, there's a, there's a huge audience there. Um, you know, to, to serve That's my, awesome. to serve my listeners with what can kind of fast track their, their learning. And so that's something that I'm, um, if you would look at like my revenue as a uh, pizza, uh, the sponsorship is the biggest slices. It's the, the sponsorship yeah. is, is amazing, but I also am, you know, creating the the courses and the documents and I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching to, to help, um, folks grow in their lawn care landscaping business as well. So yeah, there's, there's a big opportunity for that. Um, but I don't want to have yeah. all my eggs in one basket, um, with the sponsorship stuff, but yeah. it is still like the best thing going right now. That's yeah, amazing. Definitely yeah. diversifying that revenue. I love it. And I'm, I'm looking at your website is great by the way. If, if it hasn't gone through the revamp, this website is still pretty cool. So, uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Now I'm curious on, you mentioned that you like to ride these waves, right? So what is the current wave you're seeing? Because on our end, right now, a little bit of background, we have an agency where, you know, we actually produce short form content. We help clients. We actually grab this podcast. You know, we uh, create short form content out of this. And we're noticing that on Instagram, reels are decreasing mm -hmm. their reach mm -hmm. right now. People are testing a little bit more of like carousel videos and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But... I'm curious, what are you seeing on your side, right? As a full-time content creator, what is that new trend that you're trying to jump into that you want to leverage? Yeah, well, I would say Facebook Reels is doing pretty good for me right now. Um, yeah. I, I would I would definitely recommend the Facebook Reels. 
And then um, this is something that I'm uh, in the beginning stages of, but LinkedIn is something I'm really trying to figure out because the sponsorship deals that I'm trying to do with these big brands, those decision makers are all on LinkedIn. So it's a whole different animal from TikTok. Uh, it's a, it's a different, you, you, you yeah. got to post a different style of content there to, but I'm trying to get better at LinkedIn. Um, so I would say Facebook reels, YouTube shorts, uh, are my two best performing right now. Instagram's, uh, definitely, uh, uh, difficult, but I'm not giving up on it or, or TikTok. Um, and so, yeah. uh, every day I post on all four, uh, Facebook reels, yeah. Instagram reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts every day, no matter what I'm going to post on there. Cool. And, uh, I'm also getting a little bit better at LinkedIn. And so the trend is your friend. Um, just, just finding out <laughs> what like the, <laughs> the trend is and, and, and riding that wave. And so, um, I like that. I like that perspective. The trend is your friend. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Right. And, uh, I know a lot of people and I, I might actually put myself in that bucket, fight a little bit against that, right. Against the trend. I don't want to be like anybody else. And, you know, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk before. I don't know why this like thumbs up bubbles keep popping up on the screen. They're kind of funny, but, <laughs> but you know, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk before. And I remember watching a video of him talking, this, this lady asked him a question. He's like, Hey Gary, I don't want to do, I don't want to be like anybody, like everybody else. I don't want to just create content of this trends, etc." And he's like, well, do you want eyeballs on your content? It's like, you know, it's like, that is your door to reach a lot of people. So then mm -hmm. you can help him out with whatever it is that you want to help him out. He's like, you got to leave your ego aside and follow the trend. And there are also ways that you can adapt those trends to you, right? It's not like you need to go on TikTok and dance. I'm pretty sure. I mean, may, maybe you have some of those clips at the beginning where you were kind of like dancing and whatnot. But at the end of the day, when people find them, it's kind of like a gateway into the rest of your content. So I really like that perspective. The trend is your friend. Now, if you were starting over today from zero, right? Let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, dang, Paul is the man. I want to build a business. I want to become a full-time creator. I want to have my pizza slice, you know, the, the most amount of pizza slices be from a sponsorship, but I also want to create courses. I want to make a living out of this. What would be your first steps if you were starting again? And let's say you have your main business. <clears throat> And you guys had Justin Moore on, uh, on the previous episode. So I, everything I'm about to share, I learned from him. So I'm sure he explained <laughs> this more, uh, eloquently than I, I would explain. But if you can understand this, this paradigm shift here is that these big brands, okay. Uh, in, in our industry, it's, it's, uh, Lowe's and, and John Deere and, and Home Depot and, and those big brands like that, right. They, they make billions of dollars a year in, in, in top line revenue. On average, they set aside five to 7% for their marketing budget for the next year. So that's mm. hundreds of millions of dollars or, you know, in Lowe's case, a billion plus dollars it's in these yeah. big marketing buckets. And yeah. back in the day, they spent that money on television ads, on radio ads, on newspaper ads, on magazine ads, on billboard ads. And some of these old farts still spend some of it on that stuff, but, but they're, they're shifting the money in the, in the scope of millions and millions and millions of dollars 
to where the eyeballs are. Where are the eyeballs mm. at? Tickety talk, oh, right? Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Yep. That's the where green the, industry podcast, right? Content is profit. Po- That's where the are at. <laughs> pod, podcasting, absolutely. And what Justin Moore, uh, and again, I, I can't thank him enough. Um, he's helped me earn quite a bit of money and I, I, I appreciate him so much. But he, what he keeps telling me when we have our coaching calls, and this is a baseball analogy or example, he's like, Paul, we're in the second inning. We're in the second inning. We're in the second inning, meaning yeah. for decades, so the early. big brands spent their money on television in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, even into the 2000s, for decades. Tons of money spent on television, advertisement, tons of money on radio. You could still go turn on a radio and and, and listen to a, an ad on the radio. Yeah. That money is shifting to the creator economy, and it's not too late. And you, you have to start with the end in mind, though, if you want to get sponsors like what kind of content? So I'm, I'm in the lawn care space. So I know what well, companies that sell lawn mowers, I'm a perfect candidate for it. So, so just kind of figure out like, well, what brands would be interested in your content? Like, are you into fitness? Yeah. Are you into, to mowing? Are you into whatever the thing is and, and make really, really good content. Like my Instagram is my portfolio and, and John Deere and Lowe's, those big billion dollar companies, they reached out to me. Somehow somebody that works for those companies found my content, went to my website, filled out my intake form, reached out to me. And so if I would have never made content, I would have never gotten on that radar. So, so, so start with understanding there's millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent in your niche, whether it's lawn care or, or it's fitness or whatever your niche is, there's millions of dollars being spent on advertising and why should they, why should they invest that money in you? And so just, just start creating content you know, around that. Uh, but understand, like Justin says, we're in the second inning, like get, get in it, like start making content. There's uh, somebody who listens to my podcast. He lives down in Florida, a little South of you guys in new Smyrna beach. Um, his name's Al blades. And he was listening to my podcast and he heard me talk about making a hundred podcast episodes. So he yeah. was like, I'm going to make 10 YouTube videos where I go out and I mow someone's yard for free. And, and, and I'm gonna make an epic video about it. And he, his very first video popped off and went viral. That's amazing. And now he has over 1 million YouTube subscribers. Wow. And he made so much money last year. It's outrageous how much money he made. Tons yeah. of money. Okay. A ton it's, of money. Yeah. But he, 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 he made a piece of content and it happened to blow up and go viral. And the trend is his friend. He's, he, he, he's riding that wave. And so you, you'll never know if you don't, if you don't make the content. And and just go for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I'm thinking here we're gonna have to go set up shop in somebody's yard and record the podcast <laughs> yeah. or something like that. You know, we got we gotta have to find some creative ways to because that, that's the other thing, right? Is that's a very creative way to showcasing the business, the skills, right? Going into somebody's house and be like, "Hey, look, out." I'll do your yard for free. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've seen these guys' videos. His name's Al they, Blades. And then there's another guy, SB Moen. I think the SB Moen's the one I've seen. The one you've seen. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I have a, a few popped on my, and I want, dude, I, again, I personally, 
I'm not like that deep into the industry and I watch these videos completely and I'm like, ooh, it's so so satisfying to yeah. see the end product. I'm like, wow, yeah. that looks I, nice. I, I, I think it's about, you know, because maybe a lot of people listening right now it's like, oh my gosh, like I need these technical skills to do it engaging, right? And if we go, for example, to Paul, your videos, I mean, clearly like for, for our trained eye, we're like, there's an editor behind this, right? Like, and it, they're amazing, right? They're structured in a way that are engaging and super fun and, and fast paced and all these graphics pop up, right? So, but that for some somebody that might be starting out might look a little bit intimidating and that's okay. That's, that's normal to feel that way. But also, right. Like if you go to, through the behind the scenes videos or like those reels where, you know, is that, is that it's just one camera setup and they're cutting, you know, the grass and it's a speed up and there's a voiceover that you do on the app. Like all these apps make it very simple and easy to create and they're going to actually walk you through that process. So, you know, all you got to do is like, just try, be like, this is my prototype video. I'm going to do one, right. And I'm going to use the app so I, I can learn the basics. And then from there, all these ideas are going to come up. And he's like, how can you create something that, you know, you're proud of that you're excited to do like Paul, like you were so excited to come home and tell those stories, right? Like, and uh, that kept you going for a long time. And for us, like these conversations are exciting. Like, this is why we do this like three times a week. Like if not more, probably like we're working, we're planning a year to see if we can do more of these, uh, or more shows, like different concepts, right. For next year, because we love it. Right. So, uh, Paul, your, the episode has been full of golden boulders, man. Thank you for opening the doors to, to your, to your business, to your story, to your content creation process. I think it's going to help a lot of people that tune into the show to like move the needle forward. Right. Uh, if they have a business or they're trying to figure this out. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun, Paul. And, uh, you know, we've covered a little bit of being broke, busted and disgusted, <laughs> cutting that grass and making that cash back in 2011. And then to your commitment of 100 episodes, right, which was yeah. absolutely impressive. But then landing this sponsor and making that commitment even, I don't know, more of like, like an iron <laughs> fist commitment in there. And then later on becoming a student of short form vertical content and sharing some of your awesome strategies, like the content buckets, right? You've shared so much today. I'm so thankful. Um, this has been absolutely amazing, but I do have one question, right? And anybody that goes to your YouTube channel, right? is going to see the video that you have pinned right there on top of your channel is, and hopefully this is the right YouTube channel. Is there like the shot, the half court shot? Oh, you're, you're, you're looking at my other, um, that, that's my little brother. So you're that's your little bro. I was going to say, is that you? Because like, he used a different name. And I was like, did Paul win with a different name on this video? Yeah. So so, so that's my personal YouTube channel, Paul Jameson. I have another YouTube channel called Green Industry Podcast. <clears throat> my little awesome. my little brother was at a basketball game and he shot a half court shot. And and the, he they asked the um the the pretty blonde uh, sideline reporter says, what's your name? And he said, most people call me Robbie but you can call me anytime. And then the whole <laughs> arena started laughing and he went and he shot the ball from half court and he made it. And the, yep. the arena exploded. And then uh, the very next day it was on sports center on ESPN uh, barstool sports with Dave Portnoy. They, they published it the next morning. Um, he, the sports center opened up with his shot and it went so viral. Um, like whenever yep. I go somewhere with him, um, I, he lives in a different state. He lives in Columbus, Ohio, but when we go on vacation, people be like, oh my gosh, are you that dude that made the half court shot? Like, like people recognize him. And, uh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah that, when that's I saw my little that video, brother. I was like, 
This is legendary. That phrase. Uh, he also, was he dressed like a hot dog too? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> if you made the shot, you got um, free hot dogs for a year. And so he made the shot and he was all excited to get free hot dogs for a year, but they only gave him 12 vouchers. Uh, Sugardale gave him 12 hot dog vouchers. So really, he only got 12 hot dogs. Uh, for making oh, the half court shot, one, one hot dog a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah literally. They marketed but, it as hot dogs for a year, though. But yeah, he got one voucher. Technically, yeah. he didn't have to go one per month. He could eat all twelve in one day if he wanted. But and he yeah, gave the yeah. vouchers out to his buddies. So I think he only got like one or two hot dogs out of it. Uh, I think he got the better end of the deal. Yeah, yeah but know, then his maybe. girlfriend dumped him because he had a girlfriend. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day he was viral all over the internet for, for saying, most people call me Robbie, you can call me anytime. And so his girlfriend dumped him uh, after that. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, uh, your brother has nothing to worry. Probably wasn't the right girlfriend for him. Dude, yeah, I couldn't take a yeah. joke. Anyways. Paul, this has been absolutely amazing, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And is there anything else that you want to add Paul before we head out uh, I think I think we covered it just, just create content and and, uh, and understand it might not be your your 70th video or podcast it might be your 700th one that pops off but for Al Blades once he had that video popped off now he's got a million subscribers and and, and he's making boatloads of money and and for me it was kind of like slow and steady over the years and there's these um I call them destiny helpers like Justin Moore came into my life and, mm. and he, I was at the right place at the right time that I was, uh, there's a ancient Chinese proverb that says when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And so yeah. just getting yourself in position that a Justin Moore, or, um, I have a YouTube coach, Taylor Michael and an Instagram coach. Hey, Dominic, like, and I have to pay, I, I pay the YouTube coach. I pay the Instagram coach. I pay the sponsorship coach. Like I'm investing in my business and I'm spending yeah. a lot of money on experts. Don't just go hire willy nilly somebody, you know, that's not like have a credibility. Uh, but, you know, put yourself in position to be around people smarter than you uh, in the content space. And then uh, Mr. Beast, you know, like that, that brother, he, he made a bunch of content that was lousy for a long time. And now he's yeah. the number one YouTuber in the world. So don't don't expect, oh, I'm going to go start a podcast tomorrow. You'll probably get three downloads. You know, yeah. uh, your cousin Pookie yeah. and your your mom and your sister. But <laughs> if you stick with it, good things will probably happen. Like Justin says, we're in the second inning. So so get out, yeah. get out there in and the make content. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Fonzie, anything else that you want to add before we head out? Um, where would you be if you didn't create any content? If you never started, but if you had that, where would you be if you were in the cornfields driving, got hit with that vision <laughs> and didn't take action? Yeah, I'd probably be out there cutting that grass and making that cash, um, which isn't isn't a bad thing. I, I enjoy doing that. But the cool thing about my background as an entrepreneur, I knew how I knew how business worked. So then when I got into the creator economy, it like it was like I already knew the business part of things about being profitable and all that. Yeah. And I just saw the opportunity. So I'd, I'd probably be out there cutting that grass, making that cash. But I'm in this air conditioning yeah. studio uh, living, living the dream. <laughs> 
That's, That's awesome, awesome, Paul. Well, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media so you can check out Fonzie's new mustache. That is right. <laughs> and if Paul right here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. Well, if you are still listening, I hope you found value from my conversation there with Louise and Fonzie. And I uh, definitely hope I can connect with them in person sometime, whether they're up here in the ATL or I'm down there in the Sunshine State uh, there in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, I want to let you know, if you're interested in content, Naylor is hosting a very cool event here in Atlanta at the Creator Clubhouse on January 19th and 20th, 2024, uh, called the LCR Summit. And on January 19th, we're going to be teaching on best practices with content. So Mr. Producer is going to be there in person. If you've ever wanted to meet him in person and find out what he looks like, he's going to be there teaching on how to uh, start and grow a podcast, a successful podcast. He's been in the radio business for over 40 years. He's going to teach us broadcasting tips and secrets and just really how to have a world-class show. I'm going to be there teaching on how to do uh, podcast sponsorships and short form vertical content and things of that nature. And then we're going to have a YouTube expert, Jeremy Vest. He's going to be there and he's going to be teaching us about the YouTube algorithm. So all about creating content on uh, January 19th, 2024 here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Creative Clubhouse. And then on the 20th, uh, Jonathan Potoshnik is going to be there uh, and Marvin Salcedo and John Pajak and Naylor and those guys. And they're going to be teaching on building a lawn care business. So day one is the content side of things. Day two is the technical side of things for lawn care landscaping. And you can come to uh, one day or two days. So there's different um, pricing for how many days you want to attend the event. But uh, that's going to be January 19th and 20th, 2024 in the ATL. Uh, the link to register for that one is in today's show notes. So I got to go get a cough drop and some water. <laughs> and uh, Thanks for listening. Hope to catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.